0: You are not bigger than the team. You are not bigger than the brand. Odell Beckham Jr. will never be bigger than the New York Giants. Kiss my ass if you disagree.
1: Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Football Podcast. Paige DeVocos, Jake Arians, Jamie Eisner. And we are going to be previewing the AFC North today. But before we get into that, there's a couple of news and notes items that we want to get into, one specifically about this division that we are I know the guys are going to have thoughts on. Specifically, I know Jake's going to have a lot of thoughts on, and Jamie just happens to be from New York, so I think he's also going to have some thoughts on this. Odell Beckham Jr. did an interview with GQ. Now, i I like Odell. I want to start off by saying that. I like Odell. I'm pro the players being individuals and having their own brands. I like all that stuff. All that being said, there are certain things that you put a target on your back for in the NFL, right? And the NFL is not the NBA. They don't don't act in the same way. The owners don't respond in the same way. The commissioner doesn't operate in the same way. And that's not going to change. Uh, As much as people are probably wanting it to be that way, it's not going to happen overnight. So I'm going to read you guys this paragraph. And then I want you to react to it. Now, this is Odo Beckham's direct quote. I'm not changing it at all. I felt disrespected because I felt like I was the main reason at keeping that brand alive. They were getting primetime games still as a 5-11 and team. Why? Because people want to see the show. You want to see me play. That's just real rap. I'm not sitting here like it's because of me, but let's just be real. That's why we're still getting primetime games. I felt disrespected because they weren't even man enough to sit me down to my face and tell me what's going on. Okay, so let's di- let's digest this. One, he contradicts himself because he says, "I'm it's not about me," but it's not about me. Correct. That's the first part. But the the overall theme here is, and I told Jamie this before we got on the podcast. He sounds like the crazy ex girlfriend that is still obsessed. With the X, because it's like, dude, you're on a new team, a better team with expectations. Why are you still talking about New York four months, five, three months after you trade? I just, at a certain point, it's like, dude, you got to get over it.
0: One, I'm going to give the GQ writers a lot of props. Oh, they, these guys get in more damn trouble talking to these. I know. They, they sit them down, whine and dine. Whatever they do, they get them comfortable. Oh, yeah. they always say a bunch of stupid crap. You didn't play every game. You know the NFL's not the NBA because there's 53 guys that it takes every damn one of them to win a game. 45 dress on Sundays. There's 11, 12 in the NBA that are dressed. There's only three that matter. Yeah. And they can be brands. They can be themselves. The New York Giants are a hell of a lot bigger than Odell Beckham Jr. will be. And save me the crap that you're going to play until you pass Jerry Rice. Shut the hell up and play 16 games. Yeah. Pulling hamstrings and whatever else. Yeah, you had a jacked up ankle because you got hit low. I'll give you that one. But this team he's going to doesn't need this crap. No. Nope. They've got enough of it. <laughs> Too much of it. The they problem. have talent on paper. Go back to to leave. The issue is you've got to prove it to me on the field. You've got a first-time head coach. And I think this is a great point to put out. I haven't seen anybody talk about. It. Freddie Kitchens, if he doesn't get the head coaching job, what happens? He gets fired and he's looking for a job.
1: Yeah, no, no, that's 100 okay? percent correct.
0: How did he coach last year? Let it all hang out. He's fitz magic. I got nothing to lose. Yes. I can throw it in tiny windows. I'm throw a pick. Oh, well. I can call it. And he did a hell of a job. And he got the job. But he's now a first-time head coach. The entire staff is gone. New defense coordinator, new special teams coordinator, new offensive guys that helped put the game plan together. And now he's got to juggle all these personalities because Jarvis Lander ain't any better than Odell Beckham Jr. And now they're in the same locker room. Yep. The good news for them is Baker Mayfield's bigger than both. Yes. The quarterback always is. If those two can realize it, maybe this can work. But this is the kind of BS you do not need going into training camp. Shut the hell up, ex-girlfriend. Leave him alone. By the way, it wasn't that long ago the New York Giants won two damn Super Bowls without your ass. Yeah. Oh, Eli's so. still there. Is Eli still the same guy? No. But he's still a Hall of Famer that won two damn Super Bowls and two MVPs for that organization.
1: Um, you didn't even
0: play every game.
1: No, I'm. Listen, I'm you in. You got no agreement.
0: right. I don't give a damn what GQ did to get you comfortable to go out and say this shit. You are not bigger than the team. You are not bigger than the brand. Odell Beckham Jr. will never be bigger than the New York Giants. Kiss my ass if you disagree. (laughs)
2: Tough to to follow that up. But uh, look, one of the other points I want to mention too is is Odell Beckham saying that he's the reason why the Giants are playing on primetime TV. As I continue to remind people, in every single sport across the United States – Players are not the reason why teams play in prime time. The New York media market. They're the, the New reason. York freaking Giants right. in the largest market, the largest media market, the largest everything market in the country. That is why they are playing there. There are more eyeballs and potential eyeballs to watch that game for the Giants than any other team in the NFL. Period. End of story. We're the without way, they were team. better without you down the stretch when you weren't playing. Nope. It's so, not wrong. But I think the overall point here is that This is already the first sign of what we warned everybody about months ago. With Cleveland. Which is you have a team that hasn't won anything since Otto Graham. This is a team that hasn't made the playoffs. I can't even give you the year it's been so long. I can give you. Bruce Arians, the offensive (laughs) coordinator, and it was 2001. Yes. 2001. Your third, third
0: year or fourth year back in existence. This is a Happened team once.
2: With a ton of expectations, a ton of talent, but a ton of expectations, with a coaching staff that hasn't won anything, with players that haven't won anything, with a team that hasn't won anything. Oh yeah, by the way, we haven't played a game this season yet. A
0: ton of giant personalities, and this is exactly why you got traded. Yeah. They don't have to sit you down and tell you why. You know why. This is why. Correct. You have to be bigger than the brand. No, OBJ man. is bigger than the Giants. They don't need that. They're the freaking Giants. Yes. You can't go into a new locker room where you've never caught a ball and be bigger than the rest of the guys in the locker room or bigger than the Cleveland Browns because you ain't never going to be bigger than that either. No. no.
1: No, you're not. And the reality is he's in a locker room with a lot of guys that think that they're bigger than a lot of things. Right? You got, you got a head coach who I know well. You know well, Jake. You've been around it. I'm excited for Freddie. I'm excited yeah, for Freddie, but this is a there's
2: lot. lot there's a, a lot on his plate.
1: There's a lot to Jarvis handle. Landry's
2: not a quiet dude either. It's a ton,
0: and Freddie thinks a lot of himself and doesn't exactly. mind getting in these guys' faces Correct. and handling it, and he's never done it.
1: Correct. And, and it doesn't
0: like, it's not like he's walking in with five Super Bowl rings that demands respect and attention from these guys. They might think halfway through the year they can run over him, and he's going to make sure they don't. That's a clash right there. Yeah.
1: Not only that, but earlier in that interview – Odell talks about the amount of targets that he got in a playoff game as an excuse for why he had a poor playoff performance, okay? One, he misquoted himself. He said he got seven targets. Jamie looked it up and said that there were 11 yeah,
2: targets. Pro-, pro Football reference says he got 11 targets okay, in the playoff so, game. not so... I don't know how many more targets... And by the way, he had a terrible game, and he says he had a terrible game. But if you can't do anything with 11 targets, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Here's my thing with this whole situation. I... I don't know how long you have. How long is the leash before Odell starts not being okay with how many targets he's getting from Baker Mayfield? And by, by week three, because you know what? Nick
0: Chubb's gonna get 28 exactly. carries a game
1: like he did last year. And they and we're gonna get into their offense. They got a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. They have a lot of places to go, and at the end of the day, it's the Baker Mayfield show, Odell. I'm sorry. It's not going to be the Odell show in Cleveland.
0: By the way, if they don't run it 25 times a game and they're stay in these lose. games with that defense, yeah. they're not an air-it-out kind of team that I, that I think is going to succeed like that. And, and we'll get, he, to He's shame. allowed to go the first three weeks without a game with 11 targets in it, period. And
2: we'll get into that when we get to, to the fantasy implications. But I think the biggest, be, the biggest risk the Browns have this year is sabotaging their own success. Correct. The biggest benefit is their schedule isn't terrible, and they don't play a lot of good teams back-to-back. Yeah. Like, here's their schedule start the year. they got home against the Titans. They're a better team than the Titans right now. Right at now. the J- at the Jets, home Rams. That's a tough game. But then you're at the Ravens. That's going to be a tough game. But then at the 49ers, home Seahawks, at Patriots, at Broncos. Like, there are some 50-50 games here, but they're not doing Patriots-Steelers back-to-back. I don't see anywhere here where they should be losing two or three in a row. Because if they got to that point, especially early in the season, that's when I look at and say – this could completely implode on them. Uh, by the thing with
0: Freddie, though. If you're in the organization, what, are you going to fire Freddie and make Steve Wilkes the head coach? Hell no. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. You're Good in luck. it. You okay. hired him. Before
1: I, we Before we get too far into this conversation, because we are going to talk about the Browns in general before we get into all the individuals, I want to talk about Melvin Gordon because, Jamie, you said that there was a, a recent report from Charles Robinson, right? Yes.
2: No, yeah, who's – I mean, might be the most on-the-money reporter when it comes to these things. He does not report BS. Right?
1: No. And his report was?
2: That the Chargers have dug their heels in, and they are really in no way giving any indication that they're going to budge and give Melvin Gordon a contract extension. Now, that can change. It's ju- we're recording this in the, near the end of July. Things can yeah, change. I mean, they've all but Dave
0: reported to camp. I mean, when you, when you put this out the first couple yeah. of days of camp... And that's because that's when you're thinking it's going to get done, right? During camp, sometime mm-hmm. before the season. But if you start off camp by saying no.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's not there, right? No. He didn't report. He no, was going to hold it out anyway. Yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, Do they know something that the rest of us don't know about his injuries? Yeah. That they don't have to report. report. He's not going to report it. He no. doesn't want it out. There's a reason they don't want to because it's yeah. not productivity.
2: It's not age. Well, it's, 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 Part it, of it is also – I can't remember the last time a team's second contract with a running back has worked out well. No, and that's that's why I said last
0: year went back to a show Saquon Barkley. I take him one, but I don't know that I'm going to give him a big extension after year five or three or what you know you yeah, No, years. this is yeah.
1: becoming a theme with the running backs, guys. It's just the position. You know, people are ready to move on and go get a guy in the third to fifth round that they're going to start and they're going to run that guy into the ground. So and, and that's that's you kill your
0: salary cap when you give a running back fifteen million dollars a year. They got a pretty good backup, a couple of them. They're not a run first team, so that, that becomes the question: Is fantasy relevance? He's going somewhere; and he's going to play. Yeah. What's it take a second? You, said, you, would you would you trade him for a second round pick? Because I can see a trade happening here in the next couple of weeks. He goes to camp with somebody else.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm just if they've really dug their heels in like I, that, I just don't know where he goes because uh, is a team's going to trade a second round pick, and if they're not going to sign him t- long term. Probably is there a, not. and is there how Can't. many teams are willing yeah, to sign yeah, be that it. a sign
0: and trade all, all at one time?
2: Yeah, so I mean, it's I, I don't know. Uh, so that brings and, me to the. I mean, everybody's been screaming Tampa. I don't see it. I what mean, you, it? You, you mean you tell me you think there's a fit there? Uh, but well, no, they have a
0: salary cap issue because they're uh, up against it. So how, yeah, how can they pay them? That would that would be really tough.
2: That'd be a one year thing, which I don't make doesn't make sense for Tampa to do at this stage.
0: No, I mean, but at the same time if they're really dug in from his, if you're in his camp and you're his agent you got to look at this okay where can we get what improvement yeah or, or a 3 year big guaranteed money yeah. front, front loaded kind of thing i don't think anybody's going to give any more than that no if that's the case then i think a bunch of people would look at trading for him
1: so he's i mean he's a
0: top 8 fantasy player for a reason yes I, he's a really productive guy He so can catch these three down back in
1: light of what happened last year with Le'Veon Bell and i don't think that he's not going to play this year
0: No. But, that's that doesn't mean
1: that he's not going to potentially sit a game or two. Right. What is your concern level with drafting Melvin Gordon in the top five? Because well, that is where he is going to go.
2: I'm not taking him top five anymore right, right now. I dropped him down to number 10 overall. I, I moved David Johnson above him, and then I would take those that my premier four receivers, uh, Hopkins, Jones, Adams, and Thomas, over him. Um, it, it's tough for me because – I, don't wanna, love Melvin I love yeah, so Gordon for a couple are. and I don't want to overreact because the Le'Veon Bell situation was so different than anything we've really seen Correct. in recent memory. I don't want to just all of a sudden just assume every situation is now a Le'Veon Bell situation. I but agree. I do have to realize that if I spend a first round pick on somebody and they don't play half the season or they don't play till week ten, I might not make the playoffs.
0: I can't imagine he doesn't play in September.
2: I, 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 can't, I, I can't. I can't imagine, imagine it, whether either. it's for
0: them or somebody else. There's no way he's not going to go get his money. He's not going to be Le'Veon Bell and give up fifteen million dollars to no, go I get think, fifty, which made no sense.
1: I think. I think Le'Veon Bell was a testament. I think a lot of players should have learned from that scenario. You
0: want a team, the Steelers. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Steelers, the Steelers would love. I, I mean, they I, like James Conner, but he
0: and Melvin Gordon no. How, They'd love to replace Le'Veon Bell for a hell of a lot less money than they offered him a year ago. Yeah. Similar player yeah. on a lot less money.
1: Very good I mean, point. they could offer
0: what they offered Le'Veon Bell because they can obviously put that in their cap and make it work. Oh man, that would
1: that It'd would set this division on fire if that happens. There's a team. Man, I mean, you
0: go back to Tampa you hear nonsense. that because they have running back issues. I'm sure yeah. they would love the talent, but I don't think they can make it work salary cap wise. And that's not an inside scoop. That's just how that's it's
2: just, it's just, it's just, just how the numbers. Who wouldn't want Marvin Gordon? Yes, but you know there are rules. <laughs> 49ers had cap space. I, I mean, here are the teams that, and they also have eight million running backs. None of them as good as Melvin Gordon, but they have eight million running backs, and they they decided to not cut Jared McKinnon, so they apparently have a role for him. They could save a ton of money, but so here are the teams that have been mentioned. We already talked about Tampa Bay. Houston's been thrown out there. If you if they're not, I mean, look, Foreman. We talked a little about him on our last episode. I think he's got some talent. He does have the Achilles injury. He's I like Lamar Miller, both, but,
0: but he doesn't really fit what they want to do.
2: Dolphins, that's an interesting one. If they if yeah. the new regime doesn't isn't in love with Kenyon Drake. That,
0: dolphins would be a massive upgrade. I can definitely see that. And San Francisco's got enough guys that they could give a running back back, plus a pick. Yeah.
2: I mean, yeah, yeah they would have probably have, they have McKinnon there.
1: But how does this Brita, fit I think the, the Chargers know, though, they're in this nice little space with a window where Um, From a roster perspective, this team is arguably the most talented roster. And if you take Melvin Gordon off that team, I know that they're – They've got good options, but they don't have Melvin
2: Gordon. They, I, I like Justin Jackson. I like Austin Eckler. But they're, they're not, not Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. No,
0: they're one place first and second down, one place third. Yes. and you lose that three down guy. That there's not a lot of. But so
1: I think they gotta try and make this work. I mean, I know Not if it kills your cap, we talked about yeah, it all offseason.
0: Yeah. Everybody forgets it. Yeah. It gets sexy and whatever. But if it's gonna kill your cap five, six years from now,
2: the, the question is, can they find a way to make it work for this year? No, because he didn't report. Yeah, and I just don't think. I mean, it
0: always comes back to ownership. Like
2: the Steelers don't
0: negotiate during the season.
1: Yeah.
0: If you go into camp, you're done. Yeah. We're not doing it until after the season. They, everybody understands that's what they do. They dig their heels and they don't do it. Hmm. I, I don't know how this works. Yeah. But Tommy Telesco is a damn good GM. Yeah. One of the best. Comes from Bill Polian tree. Ain't a lot of crazy extensions going on. And there's mm-hmm. also the organization comes before you. I don't know, Matt. So, Going back to fantasy, I don't think he gets out of the top 10. No. Definitely take him out of the top five, but he's playing somewhere. And look, we've seen team, too many teams that would give up a second. We've or also, maybe a
2: first. We've also seen this happen before, and the player just reluctantly shows up and plays that season and they move on. Like, yeah. that happens a lot. Well, yeah. Because he's, so, he's probably still
0: making $8 billion. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that,
2: and he's got to play somewhere. So, I, I wouldn't rule that out either. And again, I don't care if he doesn't come into camp until week two of the preseason. I, I, I'm still taking Melville Gordon in the first round. Oh, yeah.
0: If he didn't play a preseason snap,
2: yeah, like actually, you know Peterson's what? Entire career, right? I'd be fine I hope for somebody him that him. has the injury issues that he has. I'm fine with yeah, that. You don't need it. I...
1: Is he playing for the LA Chargers this season? Yes or no? I don't think so.
2: I no. think yes. Okay. That's, I, that's I don't, I'm and not. I don't think it's on a new deal. I think it's the. This is my last year. I'm gonna. This is my fu tour. Okay. the team, and maybe we go win a Super Bowl. It's
1: kind of where I'm leaning right now, but the more you guys talked about it, the more I was leaning towards, I think there might be an opportunity to – Depends to on them. how much
0: ownership wants to meddle, but you're yeah. not talking about a team that's selling a ton of fan- franchise gear.
1: No. A bunch
0: of – Or like tickets. Melvin Gordon's not – he's not putting people in the stands, obviously, and no. he's not selling a lot of jerseys. So, like, from an ownership, do you just let Tommy do his thing? Yeah. Which is kind of where
2: they've been. Yeah. My, my thought is is, is, is Gordon's going to play, as Jake said, somewhere. And if he goes to Miami, if he goes to Tampa, if he goes to Houston, if he goes to uh, – he goes to Tampa,
0: leave him in the top five. But,
2: yeah, but, but – would tell you right now, he's going to put up some But numbers. even if he goes to the other places, I'm not downgrading him. He's – you know, I, I wouldn't down – like, I'm not going to knock him too far down if he's even playing in Miami. He, if
1: he goes to the Steelers,
2: oh, boy. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. That would be, – be, It would be fun, but –
1: It would be – Then awesome. I'd have
2: no idea what to do with James Conner. But trade him in the make, – make the trade with him.
1: Yeah.
2: Huh? Give a third
0: in James Conner.
1: Oh, interesting times. I'm just times. saying they had the Caps we had Le'Veon this. Bell
0: because they'd already been trying to make that work yeah. for us. I'm here for
1: the chaos. So yes. like any of this yeah. happening... Yeah, just throw out, yeah, throw just out whatever. But that would actually make sense. Let's have some fun. On some um, uh, Let's get into our AFC North preview here. We're going to kick things off with the Cleveland Browns. Why not? Just your overall thoughts. Obviously, we got into a lot of it at the top of this podcast, but this team in general has a lot of expectations. Are you in agreement with the expectations,
2: Jamie? Semi. Um, I think this is a team that – and we'll get into win totals later. This is a team that has the talent and the schedule to win double-digit games. This also has – the team has the ch- chance to turn into a giant stick of dynamite and implode on themselves. Um, I don't agree with their playoff expectations. I think we typically see these teams – there's a progression that you have to learn. I think this is a team that's a playoff team. I don't think this is a team that's a Super Bowl team. And I don't think I'm going to feel that way. Even as much as talent that they have – there's a progression that you have to have. And there are still a lot of other teams with a lot more experience and just as much talent in L.A., in New England, uh, even in Pittsburgh. I know I know, everyone's running away from the Steelers this year for some reason as if they're going to be I'll this terrible right team. Now, i the
1: Steelers
0: win the division. I do think the Browns can make a playoff run just yeah. because there's nobody coming out of the AFC East. The AFC West could be really interesting in Kansas City. I think Kansas City is more of
2: a wild card team than a division winner.
0: Right, so that's one wild card right there. Yeah. The AFC South we talked about. Jacksonville comes out of that. I think Cleveland's better than that. Yeah. I mean, I think they can go 10-6 and six yeah. and make a wild card, but they also could be a must-watch train wreck all year. Yes.
1: So let's kick things off with the biggest part of what could be either the hike train or the opposite of that. And from a fantasy perspective – He's the definition of a hype train, and that is Baker Mayfield.
2: Yes, so I I will not own any shares of Baker Mayfield. And it's not because I don't like him. I love Baker as a person, but people are getting ridiculous with how they're drafting him. Uh, He's my QB9 right now. I've seen him ranked in people's top five quarterbacks. He's going 76 overall in the seventh round now. Not me. Look, even when he took over as a starter last year, and as dynamic as he was, he was number 18 in fantasy points per game among quarterbacks. I'm expecting that to go up. But he, you're not going to jump all these different spots. Odell Beckham Jr. has a long injury history. That again, he could play 12 games, he could play four games, he could play 16 games. We don't know. I think they're all equal chance of happening. To me, he's a quarterback in that in this group here. I have him just behind Jameis Winston and just above Cam Newton. Again, I'm kind Cam Newton. I'm kind of playing both sides here because I don't know what to do with him. Yeah. Uh, but he's in this group of. I'm fine with him being my QB one in a one QB league, but I'm not overpaying for him, somebody's going to overpay for him in your draft. Absolutely. I've got him in 10.
1: Yeah, right there.
0: So this we talked about the other day's show, the dynamic of our show, of Jamie doing the analytics and breaking it down. But you got to look at it from a football point right, too. Freddie wants to run it yeah. like they did. Baker wasn't throwing it 40, 50 times a game. They he, was it, he was throwing it 28, 30. And that's with a two-minute drive at the end of the half, and they were trying to win games late. They still want to run the ball. And play off with him. A lot of RPOs, all that kind of stuff. I don't think he's going to have a monster numbers year just because of the way they want to play. And if they are good, and their defense is pretty
2: good... They're going to run in the fourth he's quarter. He's not
1: going to have to. So that, I, I just don't think... It's it's this division, guys. This division requires you to play good defense and to run the football. Yeah, you still got
0: to play the Ravens twice, the Steelers twice. The Steelers defense sucked last year, yes. but they yeah. still are the Steelers.
1: It's it's just how it goes. and. They reflect that with the amount of good running backs that they have on this team. They have Nick Chubb. They have Kareem Hunt, who will obviously who will come back off a suspension, and Duke Johnson. That's so, why I think
0: early Kareem Hunt's getting 30 touches a game for the first seven or eight weeks. Is, or I mean, Nick yeah, Chubb. Because yeah. Yeah. they're not worried about They're like, oh, oh, dude, we got Hunt coming in fresh. Yeah. Halfway through the year to take
2: over.
1: So let's talk about Nick Chubb, and then we'll get into Kareem Hunt. What are your thoughts, Jamie, with Nick Chubb? So
2: Chubb's my running back 12. Um, I would take him in the second round. That's kind of where he's going right now. When he took over as the starter, he was the number 10 running back in fantasy points per game last year. I think he's going to have a ton of volume. I think he's, he's going to be – again, a ton of volume and a good offense and an offense that wants to run the ball. He's a really, really good football player. I'm not as worried about Kareem Hunt coming back in the second half of the year. I know some people are using that as a reason not to draft Nick Chubb. They're not going to bench Nick Chubb for Kareem Hunt. Okay? So if, if not Chubb – Not it winning. No. If, so if Chubb – might lose five or six touches a game, which is, again, not ideal. You would rather him not have that situation. But that's not enough for me to, to knock him down too much. Take him in the second round with confidence.
0: I got him at 12 as well. I love the player. He was extremely productive last year in the same offense. I'm a little bit worried about his production being there because I think they're going to fall into this. we got to get these other guys touches. You forget about Njoku, who really came into his own last year. Antonio Callaway was a really good player. He's going to be on the field with and Jarvis Landry is a possession guy. Make no mistake about it. He's a good run after the catch. He's broke the NFL record for the most catches in the first three years of his career. I think I saw the stats at like 85% of them were 40 4 yards launch. Yeah, he, he's extremely inefficient, but he gets volume. Yes. But I think that volume is going down. But he can't really run. He's a well-rounded guy. But that's So I think they're going to fall into – they're going to have to be, really be careful. But Chubb's still going to get goal line touches. He's still the only running back that's going to touch the ball. Yes. Until Hunt comes back. I'm a little bit worried, too, if you're making the playoffs and it's getting late. that By that point, he's tired. Coming off a knee injury two years ago, then Hunt's taken over. Yeah. I still got him. But, still got him at twelve. I agree with you. Hopefully, if you get him in the third, it's a steal. Yeah,
2: like, but I think that's what's baked into his price that he's going in the mid to late second round. If Cream Hunt yeah. wasn't there and he was the guy, he's. They're talking about him around. Where's where Cream Hunt
0: going? I mean, can you handcuff him? No, do you, do you I, like I, that one, or it, is that too early to handcuff somebody? I can't then?
2: handcuff him just because I I don't want to tie up my bench for eight weeks. Yeah, or, or technically end up being nine weeks because of the bye week. Yeah. right now Cream Hunt's going in the eighth round. Eighty-eight no overall. I can't you do that. It. I can't do that for a guy that's not. I don't really win last games. year for four games. Yes, four games I can do. Eight games I can't because then again, eight games on a new team, new offense. You're
1: talking about almost you're well over half of the fantasy football yes.
2: season. Yes. You, yeah, you're at that point. I mean, you're talking you're talking November. Yeah, yeah that's too long. It, and it's and then too at that point, long. do you expect him to make an impact the first couple weeks? So. So basically, I don't
0: touch him unless he's sitting on a waiver wire.
2: Taking the entire you basically want to chew up an entire roster spot for the chance that he's a flex player in playoffs. No thank That's
1: you. That's what
2: you're trying to do. Not not for me there. If you want to take him in around twelve or thirteen, sure. I'm okay with it. He's another guy I won't own any piece of. Uh beyond no. you know, for just purely football reasons. I can't I can't sit and tie up my bench that long. What if you have bye weeks when you have two or three guys on bye the same week? What are you I mean are you gonna actively hurt wow. yourself in, in multiple long. matchups down the road just to hope that Kareem Hunt is effective for you? Nick Chubb is there. It's not like, well, Kareem Hunt is clearly the best running back when he's there. That's not true. Listen,
1: whoever ends up drafting him in, in your league will probably overdraft him because of his name And Duke power. Johnson's
2: still there. So Chubb's going to yes. play first and second. Now Duke Johnson's probably going to sure,
1: play yeah. third. And, and something will happen because they are going to, they're going to tie up a spot on their roster. And guess what's going to happen? They're probably going to be forced into a position to make a trade at some point, and then you're going to be able to make a move. Because – or they're going to drop yeah. that player. Yeah, it, it they're going to need somebody to play and they're going to drop him. And you're going to get him in week six or later on. Do not tie up over half of the fantasy football season. Yeah. It, that's too long. And almost
2: all the bye weeks. Like you really – by the time he comes back, there's only like two or three bye weeks. So, yeah. I mean, how are you going to deal with that situation? I mean, best ball league, sure, whatever. You're drafting. Yeah. You not, you're not. You don't You don't get to make any moves. You throw him on your bench. You don't think about it. Maybe he long. gives you big performance. I will not draft him. Otherwise, you yeah, had No. I, I can't draft him, especially in the top 100 where he's going right now.
1: Duke Johnson,
2: Fox? Kind of like him in PPR formats. He's, again, not spectacular, but last four years, 33rd, 39th, 14th, and 44th at fantasy points per game among running backs. Uh, not a, not an option. Again, we talked about this on the show earlier this week. You're not going to get a lot of oohs and odds when you take Duke Johnson, but he's a decent player to put on your bench. He's got some upside. I mean, you never know. If if he catches passes like he did two years ago, all of a sudden, he's an every week starter for you. I think he's more of a bi-week flex option. I think he's got
0: a little bit of upside because I think he might get traded before the season starts. He's still on the trade block, and if he goes somewhere else, somebody's giving up something for him, which means they want to use him more than he's going to be using. Absolutely. So yeah, I like him as a flex if he stays there, but I think there's a chance he goes somewhere else.
1: All right, Odell Beckham Jr., we talked about him at the top of the podcast.
2: Where do you have him ranked, Jamie? So I, I, there is a, there are a couple analysts in the industry that have him as wide receiver one. No,
1: thank
2: you. You're out of your freaking mm, mind
0: not and for you me to not be an analyst
2: in the uh, He's my number six wide receiver. Uh, he's right between Tyreek Hill uh, and Antonio Brown for me. Uh, I would take him the second round there. Uh, look, there, there's inherent injury risk here. He's missed a lot of time. He hasn't even played 75% of his career games. I mean, that is something you just have to be aware of when you take him. But, again, when he's on the field, last four years, number three, number six, number three, number eight, the fantasy points per game. So when he's in your lineup, he is going to produce wide receiver one numbers constantly. But, to me, I would much rather have those big four we talked about and even Tyreek Hill over him. Just I got him at 11.
1: Times. Ooh, okay.
0: Ding, 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 whatever
1: you want yeah. to say there,
0: hot take of the week, whatever. I think he's a disaster. Great player when he's in there. I don't think the, the way that they want to play football is not the way they played football in New York. He's not necessarily the number one target, and not, not everything goes through him. I think his targets are down. I think he becomes a distraction in the locker room. Jarvis Landry wants just as many balls as OBJ. I don't think there's enough to go around. I dropped him out of my top ten for that reason. I mean, I don't where, he, where people are going to take him, I don't think you're going to get any value taking him in the first or second round. Yeah. And he's never, no, he's not going to be in the third any draft you're in, which means I'm basically taking him off my board.
1: Yeah, he will not be on my team. I, I, just, I just I don't
0: like this. I don't like the situation. And at all. He
1: has, we know, when he's in there. Like Jamie said, the stats will show you that he is in wide receiver one all the time. I just I have a weird feeling about the Browns. I don't want to scare Browns fans, but I just I have a I have a feeling that this is just not going to go well. If this they season. put it all
0: together, they go twelve and four For,
1: and I, win the division. But you have to understand how hard it is to do what Jake just said. Put it all together is very very difficult. And it already started. with – If, if he hadn't had this GQ thing, yeah, I
0: might. This has actually affected my rankings because I I think it's it's going to affect
1: their team. And if there was somebody other than a brand new, no experience head coach, Freddie Kitchens, who I like leading the charge here to maybe be able, for instance, if it was Bruce Arians there, who I know has a lot of experience and can tame a locker room and can go in and go, I'm the man, not you guys. I can't, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I honestly, good I have news no for idea. Browns fans
0: is how many teams can we say could go twelve and four? Not many. In three or four. From a talent five. perspective, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they have that potential. They have but, the man, talent. This is a lot to juggle. It it's is. It's
1: also every. It's the sophomore slump is a real thing for quarterbacks. Okay. You have now we've got tape. All those defensive coordinators. Especially when, when your sophomore slump like has it.
0: more expectations than that anybody's maybe ever had. And at have. the
1: end of the day, it's the Cleveland freaking Browns. I'm sorry, people. I'm not crowning them a Super Bowl team until they show me they can do something. So That's, that's, that's what I need to see. Do something. Do, do, last year was not doing something because you won, what, six games? Yeah. No. Jarvis Landry, next guy we want to talk about. I like Jarvis, but I think he's... I'll be interested to see where Jamie has Yeah, to I
2: mean, he's down at wide receiver 32 for me. Look, it's kind of on par with what he actually performed like last year as a number 30 wide receiver. He's extremely inefficient. And we both he, had him in the
0: top 15 going yes. to last year. I thought he was going to put up big numbers. But he was the guy.
2: Yeah. And, and now he's not the number one guy there right now, or at least not. not he's at least sharing that role. He's extremely. No, he's in, not the number one guy. Yeah. Like he's extre- extremely inefficient, and now I think his targets are going to be down. Again, even if Ronald Beckham's out, we didn't see the same kind of chemistry with Baker last year as we've seen with Baker and other receivers. Uh, he's going around five right now at 55 overall. I have him down at 71 overall. I mean, I. I as a wide receiver, three, fine. I mean, he's he's still going to get some, but I think his days of having wide receiver one, top twelve upside are, are long gone. Long gone.
0: What do you have Antonio Callaway? I so
2: don't have he, him, I don't have my top seventy five right so now. You're talking about chemistry, they had chemistry. Yeah. Last year. that'd be really interesting to see where he. That one's guy is going to wait and see what happens here in the preseason. See if I can bump him up um, a little bit, but and
1: stay out of trouble. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's he, that's he, all been well documented.
2: But him, him sure. and Baker had chemistry and yes, he played a lot. Sure. And when he
0: played last year as a rookie at receiver which we've talked about is hard to do, yeah. he made an impact.
1: He's, he's a very talented guy. All right, uh, from a tight end perspective, how about David Njoku?
2: Right, he's my 10th ranked tight end. Again, you'll hear me say this a lot. He's in that group from like 9 to 20. I think they're all the same to me. Look, he's got a ton of talent. He's physically Three. amazing. But like, I, I just don't – there are only so many targets to go around in this offense. They're only going to throw so much. Somebody has to. We talked about this a little bit with the Tampa show. At some point, somebody has to underperform their expectations, or else Baker Mayfield's having the greatest season in the history of, of NFL quarterbacks.
0: And if that's the case, then Nick Chubb ain't getting any carries.
2: Yeah. So I mean, there's just only so many plays you can run a game. Last year, he was number 12 tight end in fantasy points per game. I can see him being in that seven to ten range when we get there. But I don't think he's he's gonna have big weeks. But I don't think he's going to be consistently a top five tight end. I think from a football perspective, he
0: continues to what I talked about last year: take another step, young, physical freak, learning to play football. But I don't know that that translates exactly what Jamie just said as production for a fantasy value. He's a good option if you want to take one late because a lot of these guys are just kind of the same dude. Unfortunately, and I think he's going to have a couple big weeks. He's like going said.
2: in the top eighty. Like, yeah. He's going around no. seven right now. I just can't. No. I mean, I have him going. I would take him around thirteen. Like I just, it's a huge disparity.
1: I'd
0: like I, I I rather it. have Vance McDonald in the same division yeah. for a lot lower, less price.
2: I um, think I have Vance McDonald, one spot above them, yeah. Browns and
1: de- uh, their defense and special teams, you guys feel like they're draftable this year? Yeah,
2: I mean, they've they a their strength of schedule in terms of offenses they play is fairly low. I mean, they're my number seven defense overall. Got a decent schedule to start the year. They have home against Mariota, Slash Tannehill and the Titans, and they go at the Jets. And Adam Gases won six plays a game offense. So, I mean, they have a little bit decent schedule to start, but... Again, you're not spending a lot of money on on a team defense. You're going to stream week to week, but this is a team that you can target and say, okay, I'm comfortable with them in weeks one and week two, and then we'll figure it out from there. I think they
0: are because Miles has a huge year. Sacks, I think they're gonna turn over, they got good corners, they're gonna get you know, but you're a totally different defense. Greg Williams blitzed nonstop, they were really good two years yeah. ago. They took a big drop off last year. Steve Wilkes is a completely different defense. I, I don't know if that fits the personnel that's there or if it's gonna take a little bit to change that up. We'll see, but I, th- I think they're going to be really solid on defense.
1: All right, let's move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, my pick to win the division. Mine uh, too. I'm not. I'm not backing off of that. Prove it to me, Cleveland, and I'll be glad to take my licks at the end of the season. Ben Roethlisberger. Before we get into breaking them down, your overall thoughts on the team, Jake Oli? I think the
0: they first. win the division. I think they're still the big brother in that division, and I think I would really think the Ravens would be there, but I think they're taking a big step back. We'll talk about them in a minute, but I think the defense should be better. had times last year, they were really good. At times, they were god-awful. So, as a, as a year went, they weren't very good, but they had times, that they played really good defense. They got rid of all the distractions. Yeah. It's Ben's team. They still got Juju. Still got James Washington. Still got Switzer. Still got Connor. Still got a really good offensive line. Still got pass rushers. Still got linebackers. They're still a really good team. And, by the way, it's Pittsburgh. You keep saying it's Cleveland. You're the Cleveland Browns. It's still the Steelers. Yep. Yeah. You know? They still know how to live up to the expectations. They haven't done it in a while, but it's still there. Yeah, I, mean, I think they take a step back from our, our projections last year. We both picked yeah, them well, up win 13 I mean, we, games, yeah. but I still think they can win 11 and win the division.
2: Yeah, they're definitely a playoff team. Uh, I think they're going to be more balanced this year. They threw the ball a ton, an unsustainable amount of times last year. I think that comes back down to earth now. They have a full off season of understanding what the running back room is going to look like. Yep. Um, and another year of progression from James Conner and whatnot. Their defense is going to be better. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be significantly better, but it's going to be a little bit better. Uh, I liked what they did on draft day. So, again, I don't quite have them winning the division, uh, just because when I did my projections at the beginning, but they're absolutely a playoff team, and I would bet that they would go farther in the postseason than Cleveland, regardless of whoever wins the division. All
1: right, let's talk about Ben Roethlisberger, because Ben is a quarterback that I love to draft in fantasy Mm. football, because he ends up being... There later on see the ADP at round ten. Sign me up for that because he's going to put up fantasy numbers.
2: Yeah, I think the industry is overcorrecting on Ben Roethlisberger. I, I yes, he's not going to have as many pass attempts this year. Yes, Antonio Brown is gone, but the notion that Ben Roethlisberger can't have success without Antonio Brown, I think, is ridiculous. The notion that they're still not going to throw a ton is also ridiculous because they will, and every single year he's productive. He was the number two quarterback last year in points per game. Number two. And nobody talked. And the, over the three years prior, eighth, ninth, ninth. He's been a QB1 forever. And look, I know, I know there are his road stats, even though they kind of corrected a little bit at times last year. They kind of. Un, I know he hasn't been great on the road. Yeah. But this is the point where you're probably drafting a second quarterback anyway and you're playing the matchups. I absolutely like Ben Roethlisberger. He's my QB11. I take him in round 10. I have him between Newton and Goff right now. And depending on Newton's shoulder, he might actually move into the top 10. I see no reason to shy away from him. I Everybody's mean, running from Ben Roethlisberger, or the Steelers in fantasy, and, and I don't get it.
0: No, he's going to throw for 4,500 yards and 35 touchdowns. He always does. Yes. A, B, or not. I don't care. I got him at number nine, and I love drafting him, like you said, because you can get him in 10, 11, 12, because people got him forget. Last year. I think him, Winston Rivers, those guys that are yeah. going to yeah. drop, yep. are going to have monster years.
1: James Conner, uh, Jalen Samuels, Benny Snell, their running back room. I know, obviously, Le'Veon Bell time is come and gone on that chapter. But James Conner was a really, really good option for them last year. Where do you have him going into this year,
2: Jamie? I have my RB10, um, so I'm taking him. Where do I have him here in overall? I have him 14th overall. So, yeah, you're taking him toward the beginning of round two. He was the number six running back last year in points per game. I know he started to fade a little bit down the stretch, but it was essentially his rookie year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's – I don't, I don't know what more you can see from him. He was he was thrown into a, a tough situation where he wasn't sure, am I going to actually be the starter week one? Am I not going to be the starter week one? Am I answering questions about Le'Veon Bell? When is Le'Veon Bell showing up? Am I the starter week 10 or is Le'Veon Bell the starter week 10? He doesn't have that this year. He's the bona fide number one running back. Uh, I don't know where this this fear of timeshare is coming in. I. I People are talking about there's there might be a timeshare in Pittsburgh based on what? That's not the way Mike Tomlin has really run that I offense think it's based in on the fact that years. he faded a
0: little bit coming out the stretch last year.
2: But I think that's just because he hasn't had that many touches before, and now he has, and I don't think he's going to fade again this year. Uh, to me, he if, if he's your RB one, uh, I'm perfectly okay with that. I got him in
0: eleven. I think his production does come back because I don't think he can replicate what he did last year. I mean, He had a couple just insane weeks. Jamie and I fought over him in every league. Yeah. I had him in two out of three, and you you beat me to it in ours. He was spectacular. I don't think they can do that. Samuel played really good down the stretch when he faded and when he didn't play. They like him a lot. They love his pass-catching ability. I think he does take some of the production away. It's not a timeshare thing, but I think they want him to play all 16 games because I think they still think they're a playoff team, and they want him there not fading down the stretch. And Benny Snell's a good player. So I'm not saying he's going to get – More than three carries a game. Yeah. He's not a fantasy relevant guy, but all of that goes to, I think they want to preserve Connor for later on because they beat the crap out of him in the first oh, yeah. 10, 10 games last year.
2: And I think to that point, I don't think there's... And he runs. You yep.
0: gotta love the kid. Oh, yeah. He loves. He runs hard. He loves football.
2: He's Pittsburgh. He doesn't shy away. Yes, absolutely. He is
1: Pittsburgh. That
0: also equates to breaking down as the season goes yeah. on. And, and, and I think
2: they don't want that. And that's why I don't think he has... He doesn't have top five or six RB upside. Like he won't yeah. finish as a number six running back again. But I do think he will finish inside in that, like, 9 to 13 range. Yeah, I want him say depending yeah. on where I have to take
1: him. Yeah. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Wide receiver
2: what for you, Jamie? He's number eight for me. I have him behind Antonio Brown above Keenan Allen. Um, I would take him in the second round there. Look, he's eh, number 18 wide receiver his rookie year, number nine last year. He's going to be the guy this year, and, and the sky's the limit for him. He's, he has upside to be a top five wide receiver. I want to see what happens, though, when the entire defense is focused on him. Correct. And they're game planning specifically around him. Because right now, I'm not scared of James Washington. I'm not scared of Ryan Switzer. I'm not scared of Dante Moncrief. I'm scared of Juju Smith-Schuster in that offense. So I want to see what happens when teams are game planning specifically for him. Can he get over that and still have top 10 wide receiver numbers?
0: Yeah, he's got to prove that he can do what AB did, and that's run by you and make that freakishly good catch over the shoulder on the sidelines. Comebacks, whatever. He's proven that he can. But not as the number one guy. I think that's the only reason I've got him at nine. Yeah. for that reason, because he's got to prove that he's the number one guy. He has the ability to be an absolute freak, and he's going to get plenty of targets. Do you
1: guys like James Washington going into this year?
2: I, I don't know yet. So I know the Steelers will continue to tell everybody that how much they love James Washington, and that they love. And I believe the quote from Mike Tomlin was they love him as much as they love Juju Smith-Schuster coming out. I need to see James Washington do something on the football field before I buy in. He's my wide receiver fifty. I would take him. I'd take a shot on him once you get to rounds 10 or 11. Uh, but because, again, I think whoever the number two that emerges in this offense, whether it's Washington or Moncrief, I think switchers going to get some targets. But I don't think he's going to ever be the number two in this offense. There's value mm-hmm. there because mm-hmm. Ben Rossberg is going to throw a ton and they're not all going to go to Juju and Vance McDonald. No. So I-, I need to see what it is. But to me, I'm not – any more confident that James Washington wins his job versus Dante Moncrief, to be perfectly honest with you?
0: I go back to the player in college who's an absolute freak. I mean, he hasn't shown that yet, but listen to the stuff that I hear coming out of there, and not necessarily stuff from the building, but people that I know in Pittsburgh, they're expecting that type of player to be a number. I think he, I like him as much as I like Jarvis Landry.
1: Okay.
0: I think he might have more catches than Jarvis Landry
2: before the season's over.
1: That wouldn't surprise me at all. How about Dante? Moncrief? I think he's.
2: I think Washington's the guy. They want to win the job. Yes. So if he doesn't win the job, that's a real indictment on him. Yes. Or yes. he or he got hurt. Uh, Dante
1: Moncree, quick
2: thoughts. S- same thing. I mean, I, you could take him a couple rounds later. He's only he's going around fifteen right now. Again, I don't think there's a ton of value if he's not the number two guy there. But if he is, you you're gonna get flex worthy play from him. So, uh, to me, that's a worthy risk to take at the end of the draft. How
1: about tight end Vance
2: McDonald? Where are you drafting him? Number nine for me. Again, he's the the top of that tier that I said you kind of have to pick your poison. I I think there's some upside here, though, which is why he's the top of this tier. He was number 15 last year. Jesse James is gone. Mm -hmm. Antonio Brown is gone. There's a lot of targets left to be split up. And Juju had a lot of targets. I don't think he's getting that much more. So that means there are targets to – even if you eliminate probably 100 – there's still a lot of targets that are mm-hmm. still going around in this offense. I think Vance McDonald's is going to see a lot of them. And I think he has top five or six tight end upside, especially certain weeks. He might be the number two or number three tight end a lot of weeks.
0: Yeah, I agree. He and Ben have chemistry. I yes. think Heath Miller in that offense and Ben safety blanket when Heath was there. Correct. Vance is now the guy. There is no Jesse James to take anything away from. As long as injuries don't get him, and that's the risk with everybody we're yeah. talking about, I think he has a monster here. I got him in that same kind of range, that seven to nine. I think he could end up top five. Yeah. If he if he plays like Heath in that offense, the, the offense isn't any different yeah. than when Heath was there. Yeah. It hasn't changed. It's the exact same thing. Think that role, but Vance is bigger. He's like a traditional guy that blocks as a road grader, and look at the catches last year that run after the catch. The Steelers love him, and Ben loves him. At the end of the day, that means you're getting targets. You
1: both said you think the Steelers' defense takes a step forward. Is it a step forward enough that you feel comfortable drafting them this year?
2: So at, by the end of the year – I think they will be ranked among the top twelve defenses. They're number twelve for me because the last four years they have been that in fantasy: seventh, fourteenth, ninth, and thirteenth. But they are going to be weeks we don't want to play. them. Like I'm not playing them on the road on Sunday Night Football to start the season at New England. Like I'm just not going to play them there. But they're going to have matchups like you know when they play the Bengals or even when they play the Ravens at home and the Dolphins. Like so, there are going to be a lot of matchups where you do want to play them. But again, I'm not I'm not reaching out to grab them on draft day. Like I, I'll keep saying this with defenses. I'm not paying the price to get the Bears, and everybody else is a matchup play. Yeah. So by the end of the season, when it's all said and done, there will be probably a, a defense one, even though we don't use that term for defenses like we do the other yeah. places. But it's going to be very up and down.
0: Yeah, I agree with that totally. That's where fantasy defense and reality defense is totally different. Yeah. Very
1: different. Very, very different. All right, let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens. We've kind of alluded to it a little bit throughout this podcast, but I'm very interested to hear your overall thoughts on this football team I think they take a step back. Um, I know we all love Harbaugh as yeah. a coach that's been glowing on, on this podcast. I just don't think Lamar Jackson is the guy, and I think that that is a big concern for me because I don't think, like Jake brought up last year on our podcast, he said, wait until teams see Lamar Jackson part two. And you saw that. Well, we in, saw
2: that with the Chargers.
1: And it yeah, and it's it could be very, very different. And obviously this year you're gonna see all these teams in the division all be prepared to play him, and I, I just don't know if I f- feel a lot of confidence in Lamar Jackson going forward.
2: That's a concern. Also, their defense got worse. They yes. lost a lot of talent on that side of the uh, ball. And, look, John Harbaugh is going to coach them up to play. They're going to be around five hundred just because they have great coaching and they have enough pieces around them. But this is not a team that I'm excited about coming into the year.
0: I don't have them in my top 15. All of this goes back to, I love the player coming out of probably the most complicated college offense you're going to see in Bobby Petrino, which he ran perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. He relied on his athleticism a ton, but he can throw. He could read the entire field, or he could in college, as much as you do in college. It's time for him to take that sophomore progression and get better, and he has to be able to play traditional football, or there's no way they can go over a eight. They can't run the read option. And if they are, they're really, they're really limiting themselves or where they took him yeah. and his future. You can't run the read option as a quarterback and be a franchise guy for more than a couple of years. It's never worked. I think he has the ability to take the next step and be better than people are expecting him to be in the passing game. But then you go back to like the weapons that they have and
2: yeah, they're just, not really built
0: for that. So I,
2: I don't know. Paige, don't cheat. Don't look. But I want, you to, I want to ask you a question. For as good as Lamar Jackson was toward the end of the year for fantasy purposes, because rushing yards, everything counts. What do you think he finished among quarterbacks? For, just, for just from the time he took over as a starter on? I don't
1: know. Probably. Top
2: 10, I'm, top 5, top no,
1: 25. I'm 15.
2: Okay. Probably 17. 13. So as good as he was running the ball and getting all the – literally just getting 20 touches, 20 carries a game yeah. essentially. He wasn't even a QB1. He was number 13. Yeah,
1: that's not a good sign. He's my quarterback
2: 19 going into the year. I don't want anything to do with Lamar Jackson. Uh, I just I, I don't see the upside here. I don't think they're gonna throw. They're not gonna throw it a ton. And if I don't know if I want him to throw it a ton. I don't know who he's throwing it to. Hollywood Brown could again could run under a couple of balls if his foot's healthy. Mm-hmm. And what Willie Sneed? and I mean who who else is there?
0: Yeah, there's not a lot. Mark happen.
2: Andrews, like I'm just not I'm not a fan of the weapons in that in that offense. I just to me I don't think there's as much. His rushing makes him at least somebody you would consider during bye weeks, but. I don't think there's much upside here. I'm, I'm staying about away. It. I agree. Uh,
1: let's talk about the running back room. Mark Ingram and in Justice Hill. Mark Ingram obviously leaving New Orleans. Will play a full season. What are your thoughts on drafting him?
2: He's my RB20. I think he's that low-end RB2. Um, I, I, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I think everybody knows they're going to run the ball a lot. And at least there might be enough misdirection with Lamar Jackson that it can't open up holes even if they're even though they're going to stack the box against the run here. Uh, He finished as a number 23 running back last year. He finished in the top 10 three previous seasons, but he's not in the Saints offense. This is completely different. Um, I I don't think there's a ton of upside here. I don't think he's going to finish as an RB1, but I think he's a pretty safe bet because he's going to get a lot of touches in an offense that has been able to run the ball effectively. He's not going to come out of the game in the red zone. Uh, So to me, he's somebody that I have him right between James White and Josh Jacobs in that RB20 spot.
0: Yeah, i got Josh Jacobs way higher than that. I've got him outside my top 25, and here's why. He didn't run the read option in college. He didn't run it in New Orleans. No. He's now going to learn the nuances of running the read option with an expert at it in Lamar Jackson. Justice Hill did. They like him. Really yeah. explosive player. I, I got him that low because I think Justice Hill could take some stuff away from him. He's still gonna get, they're going to run it a ton. I think he's going to get plenty of carries. Who's going to catch it? If they're yeah. running a screen and that kind of stuff. And the nuances of that, I don't know that you can really learn that in a training camp kind of thing. He can do it, but he wasn't a shotgun running back when he was in. He's now going to be exclusively yeah. a shotgun running back. And we'll see
2: how we adjust to that. I, mean, yeah. we, we see I, think there, I think
0: there's a learning curve there.
2: There is. But they did sign him. So, yeah. I mean, they clearly have some role for him. I, I to me, to Jake's point, my big sleeper, let's use, use that, those fancy terms now, is Justice Hill. Because I think if Justice Hill were, let's say Mark Ingram cares his age, I'm not... Wishing this, but let's say Mark Ingram tears his ACL in the preseason. Justice Hill would probably be my like RB 17. Yeah, I think this guy, if he gets the opportunity, will be a star in that offense. The question is, is how much opportunity? I he think he's going to
0: show it early when he does, just because of what I'm saying. He ran that stuff.
2: He's going around 16 right now. I'd take a flyer on him in a heartbeat. Yeah, okay. I agree. I, like I love Justice Hill. I have Gus Edwards on here too it's like RB70 as like RB 70 as like just throwing names together at the end of the top 75 list. Again, he had some good chemistry with Lamar Jackson last year. He might get some touches, but no. Justice Hill is the, the flyer you want to take.
1: Uh, a big reason why you said that you didn't like uh, Lamar Jackson is their wide receiver room, and that's probably because there's not a lot there. Uh,
2: I have one in my top 75.
1: Yes, uh, Hollywood Brown.
2: At 71. <laughs> like, I, I mean, if you want to take a flyer at him at the end of the draft, sure, but he's hurt. And that offense doesn't throw the ball very much or very effectively. Uh, Lamar Jackson's not a terribly accurate quarterback. I don't know if – can Hollywood – Hollywood's got the speed, but does he have the speed to adjust to badly thrown balls? I don't know yet.
0: I'm not touching him with a 10-foot hole. The offense and the foot. Foot injuries don't go away. They drafted him anyway. Especially for a speed guy.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, they don't call it Liz Frank all the time, but you start hearing that kind of stuff and that stuff lingers and re breaks and whatever yeah. else. I'm not touching him or any receiver on this yeah. offense. I mean
2: best ball league if you want to grab him later. I didn't want to days, touch John but...
0: Brown or Crabtree last year in this offense. I yeah. Mean, I just no chance. There are so much better options.
1: I see Mark Andrews, you have it tight end twenty one, so I don't want to spend too much time there. yeah, yeah people
2: seem to like him. I I, I don't know. I don't yeah, see it.
1: It's not very highly rated. Uh is there I like the
0: kid from South Carolina they drafted that got hurt last year. I can't think of his name because uh, I don't well, have him in my ranking. They,
2: they have 18,000 But ends. he's
0: a better player yeah, than Andrews. Andrews is a pass catcher. They the dude do from South Carolina, which so uh, you think of his like, name, is a well-rounded dude who catches the crap out of it too. I think he's
2: a sneaky play if you're looking for somebody. I like him better yeah. than Andrews.
1: Uh, Oil? Or, or
2: Hayden Hurst? Hayden, 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 Hayden Hurst, Hurst. Yeah. Hayden Hurst. They do
1: have a They have too
2: time. many tight ends and none of them are, for fantasy purposes, none of them are worthwhile.
1: Not yet. Pay attention to
2: Hayden versus Yeah, James I don't, I don't, I
1: don't I, Jamie says no. Uh, Ravens... Defense, just
2: avoid the Ravens for the most part. Yeah. And be yeah. Okay.
1: Defense and special teams feel any differently about uh, them? I like
2: Justin Tucker. Yep. Always. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the Ravens defense takes a big step back. They've been a top 10 defense three years in a row. Top five last two. They're not in my top 12 this year. They'll have some matchups that are worthwhile. But they're not a team I'm targeting. Yeah, that's about it. you got to love Justin Tucker. He's a freak. But people are still drafting the Ravens defense as if they're a top five unit.
0: Stop.
1: Yeah. Because no
0: people don't pay attention. They just they see names and they see the Ravens been good for me. The Ravens defense is always good.
1: Yep. Uh, moving on, the last team in the division we're going to get into, the Cincinnati Bengals. And that was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about the, the team overall and their expectations. Obviously, they have pieces to like in this offense. And the big thing that obviously – has you have to stay healthy, and they had a lot of issues yes. last year with health. AJ Green, Andy Dalton, uh, if Mixing. those Mixing yeah, Mixon was injured. I, I mean, if you're missing all those guys, you're not going to have a very good season.
2: Right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing that I know is that Zach Taylor was with, like, touched Sean McVay's arm at some <laughs> point. So all the Bengals problems are now solved. It's done. I mean, this, this is this is going to be a thirty point per game offense.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I wish. That, not only does he know.
2: Sean McVay. He was like on the staff. Like that made a Super Bowl or bust now for the Bengals.
1: Jesus. It's uh unfortunately he's not like that far off from how everyone reacted this offseason. Yeah, so it's Sean ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: <laughs> Do they have the potential to be a 30-point a game offense pretty close. They can't when if, they were all if, healthy last year the offense why should be better. That was their downfall last year. Yeah. They were pretty good. Yeah. Tyler Boyd, AJ Green on the field together mixing They were okay. Now a lot of that's dependent on how Andy Dalton plays he, He's been okay. I still yeah. think he has a bad reputation. He's a better player than his reputation I is. agree wholeheartedly. Uh, but their defense is not going to be
2: For
1: most
0: that good. And I don't think they're going to be that good as a team with another first-time head coach, play caller, completely new offense.
2: Yeah, the Ravens are a better team. The Bengals are a much better fantasy team.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, Andy Dolan is the – I agree with you guys from a quarterback perspective. I think he's perennially underrated. From a fantasy perspective, I'm not drafting
2: no, him. No, QB2 – you need a QB2. He's a low-end QB2 in multiple quarterback flex um, – or super flex leagues. He's my 24th quarterback. I mean, look, the last four years finished 10th, 17th, 24th, and 20th among quarterbacks. So if you play multiple quarterbacks every week, he is somebody you do need to consider. And I think his job is relatively safe. I don't yeah, think he's getting benched this year no. for Driscoll. So, yeah. No, I, like uh, Joe
1: Mixon. A guy
2: that I had on my team last year, when he was healthy, he was really, really damn good. Yeah, I like Joe Mixon a lot. He's my RB9. I might end up moving him up from there. I have him between Gurley and Connor. Uh, he's the guy that I'm taking right at the turn there. Uh, and so if you take him with that 12th pick in the first round, I think he's the guy you really want if you have that last pick in round one. Finished number nine last year. Dude's a tough guy. I mean, he that that, yeah. injury, that knee injury last year where he missed only two weeks, he was supposed to miss like four to five. Yeah. And then was excellent when he came back. Uh, he he's a better pass catcher than people think. I hope that that he is used he's more. He's a true, than that down back.
0: Yes. Yeah, we we talked about last year when he was having this. Why don't they throw it to him? Well, yeah. They got nobody else other than Tyler Boyd because AJ Green was out. Yeah. Throw it to him, and he can, and he's good at it. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So, I, Giovanni Bernard still being there and the coaching staff still talking him up gives you a little pause, but not that much. He's still a top ten running back. He's a good. He's an RB one. I'm happy to have. Uh, and like I said, I'm taking – right now his ADP is 14. I would take him with that 12th or 13th pick. Yeah, I got him at number nine on my running back board. I love him.
0: Love the yeah. player just because I think they will throw it to him. More new coaching staff, new offense. I think they're going to build a lot of that around what he can do. The offense really should go through him and not A.J. Green. Yeah. Uh,
1: Giovanni
2: Bernardi, drafting him. Uh, late, you know, in the double-digit rounds. Um, you know, he's – last four years, 23rd, 29th, 37th, 47th. So that's not trending in the right direction. But it's his last year with the team. Uh, I, I think there's some – there's some flex upside in PPR formats. There will be some weeks where he might be able to be a guy that you start there. But he's not handcuffed. Uh, I, don't, I think it's going to be a massive timeshare uh, if Mixon were to get hurt. So you're, you're just drafting him if you're looking for, in a really deep league, if you're looking for maybe a safe option that might pop into flex play every once in a while.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to read a take that I found on Twitter because it's about this next player that we're going to talk about. Uh, Ian Kenyon, uh, we follow each other on Twitter. Nice dude, bad take. Uh, A coming off injury 31-year-old wide receiver on a bottom five NFL offense. He's a Hall of Famer, but I'll pass on the 2019 fantasy outlook. He's talking about A.J. Green. I understand the injury concerns, but A.J. Green is not not draftable, and that's what he was insinuating.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is... uh, Okay, so I respectfully disagree on a couple things. One, the Bengals will not have a bottom five offense. I'd be willing to bet a large sum of money on that.
0: I'm not even going to respectfully disagree. I'm just (laughs) going to disagree.
2: (laughs) Two, A.J. Green is still a stud whenever he's on the field. The last four years, number 12, number 4, number 12, number 16 in fantasy points per game. Uh, He's going in round three. I will happily, happily grab him in round three. He's my wide receiver 13, and I will love it. If he's my wide receiver 2... Oh, yeah. I'm going to be thrilled be
1: through the
0: moon. when you had to take him in the early second for his entire yeah. career. Yeah, now he's going to third or fourth? If he's going to third or fourth. Absolutely. I got him at 12 on my wide receiver. Yeah. board. Absolutely won him. He's going to have production. By the way, Tyler Boyd really came into his own last year. He's on the other side. It's a lot like Julio and Calvin really, why Julio's number one, you can't just go cover A.J. Green anymore Nothing. if that's all they ever had. They were really good when all three of those guys played last year.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, so let's talk about Tyler Boyd. Where are you taking him,
2: Jamie? He's my wide receiver twenty-five. So he would be just that. He would technically be at the very top of wide receiver three range for me. Finished nineteenth last year. Uh, I I really like him. I think people are just uh, predicting some sort of regression because right now he's going in round six. I take him in round five. I don't see where the regression is coming. I think this offense gets better, especially if they're healthy. I like the play. I like the potential what this play calling can be. I joked about the Sean McVay stuff, but Marvin Lewis's offenses were not super creative. No. Uh, and neither were the coordinators. They kept running in and out of there uh, all the time in the offensive assistants. And they and,
1: have talent. Joe Mixon, yes. Giovanni Bernard, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. Like, that's a talented group of guys. He's played you,
2: well last year. Yeah, yeah. and I,
1: Tyler Eifert, when he's healthy, is a good yeah. tight end option.
2: So I like Boyd. If you can play Boyd in your flex, that would be an awesome spot to have him. If not, again, if he's your wide receiver too, it's not ideal, but it's not going to hurt you.
0: No, I, I love the player. And a lot of it is a, a kind of misnomer that his production is going to come down because he was so good when A.J. was out. He was better when A.J. was on the field. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, There's I plenty to, I of room had, for yeah,
2: both these guys absolutely. to be productive in this offense.
1: How about Eifert? I know always the issue here is injury concerns. Yeah. So.
2: I mean, again, he's he's tight end 20 for me. He's in that range. He's got upside. I mean, the last – I mean, he was four years ago, three years ago, fifth and seventh among tight ends. When he played last year, which is very, very limited, he was a number 10 tight end when he played. But – to me, you can't sit around and waste the roster spot waiting for him to play. No, like you, you, know you need, you need a guy in your So when he's in your lineup and he's healthy, Pick him up off waivers and, and stick him in, and if you don't have a good tight end option, but otherwise he's not he's somebody. Drafting right? when he
0: when he plays, he's yeah. productive. When he doesn't, and that's a big question mark. He's not. He's just no, not. He's somebody. back to being the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that got. He's the yeah.
2: he's their tight end. So if he's in there, I like him. Just not yeah. somebody I'm going to spend a lot of time drafting. No. No.
1: We're not going to talk about their defense uh, too much here either. Not no. no. Not
2: not even worthy of considering. a drafting.
1: No. Uh, let's, okay, if you're
2: drafting 25 defenses, I wouldn't take them.
1: No. Let's so. talk about <laughs> Let's talk about the prop bets and the podcast here. Uh, We're going to get into the win totals and then the props at the end. So we'll kick things off with the Cleveland Browns, whose Vegas total right now is 9. Jamie, are you going over
2: under? I'm going over. Um, When I did it at the beginning, I gave them 11 wins. I don't feel great about it. I'm really nervous because I think that team can really just implode on itself. They're going to be entertaining one way or the other. I just don't know which way. Uh, But I'm going to give them – I think they get to double-digit wins. They have enough talent to do it this year. I think the Ravens have taken a step back. Uh, The Bengals – We'll probably take a small step forward, but I don't think they're a winning record type of team. So there's no reason they can't win four division games. If they're as good as they say they are, they should win four division games. And at that point, they can get to double digits pretty easily. I got the over as well. I got them at
0: 10 and 6. I got them as a wild card team. They have the potential, like I said, to to win 12. I don't think they do. I I think they're a year away from making that happen. If this defense stays healthy and they run the ball, they're going to be right there at that 9 or 10 wins. If they get stupid and they want to go gunslinging all over the place, high-flying, whatever, and have any injuries on defense, then maybe not.
1: Both going over there. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers also coming in with nine wins in Las Vegas. Jake, I'll go to you first, over-under.
0: I got them at 11-5. I got the over, and I got it by two games. They're still the big brother of this division. The expectations are still there. The disappointment from last year is ringing through this locker room and this organization. I think they bounce back.
2: And I think they're really solid. I think they're better on defense. I think
0: they can easily get to 10. I got them at 11-5
2: win the division. Jamie, over I, over. I have him over as well. I have him at 10 and 6. I kind of like that there's no expectations in Pittsburgh for the first time in a while. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. In Pittsburgh, there is, but outside of Pittsburgh for the Steelers. Well put. I, I like how they can kind of almost fly under the radar a little bit. Almost be. T- almost, the Patriots have done such a good job of manufacturing yes. this hatred toward them and that everyone thinks they suck. We've known nobody thinks they suck. <laughs> the Steelers can kind of do that this year. Yeah. They can go into camp and they can say, well, Antonio Brown is gone. Le'Veon Bell is gone. Though they didn't have him last year, but people continue to say Le'Veon Bell is gone. Uh, You know, we're we're just you know we didn't make the playoffs last year. We're just we're just we're on our way down.
1: Trust me, this is the first thing I thought about. I don't know if you know if you guys remember when Tom Brady gave that interview post game in Sunday Night Football, and he talked about how everyone everyone's been saying that we suck, and everyone's been saying, and I'm and I'm literally watching this going. Tom, who the hell is saying that you <laughs>
0: Manufactured bulletin board material. But, but, you know, but
1: if they believe it, it works. It, it's all that it matters. It works, and I, I am envisioning a time where I'm watching a Ben Roethlisberger post-game interview where he's thrown a, a game-winning touchdown, and he's going, all y'all talked about offseason was the Cleveland Browns, and look who's
2: here now. And also the fact is you have a Hall of Famer at quarterback yes. that wasn't playing games in January last year. I don't think that sits well with him. No. no th- neither th- neither
0: th- does the chip on his shoulder. He doesn't need a chip on his shoulder. Now he has one. It's perfect.
1: uh, I am very much looking forward to the uh, Baker-Ben hopeful rivalry that Uh, really gets going. Look, obviously,
2: I I don't know Ben personally, but just from the stuff he said in the media, I I, I like the change in mindset. We went from before the last season talking about, well, maybe this is my last year. Maybe I'm going to retire. Maybe this. To this year where it's, I'm going to play three more years. Yeah.
1: He's reinvigorated.
2: Like, and, and by the way, we all have the, to deal with and draft. all the people that were barking in his ear are gone. Are on other teams now.
1: Yes, that's. And listen, he brought the whole he brought the whole squad of offense down to his lake house. They were all hanging out, all jovial. Juju is the definition of a workhorse. He's going to put his head down. He's been all. If you're following him on Instagram, all the kid is doing is working out yeah. every single. It's
0: all day. about Ben, and that's how he wants it. Exactly. He, he didn't want all the crap distractions that he had nope. to deal with before. They just want to go win games. And the guys on this team that are the stars, Ben, Connor, Juju, McDonald, They're all fit. They all just want to win. There's yeah. not going to be this crap in Cleveland if we all want. We we. Odell Beckham Jr. would rather have 12 catches for 154 yards and two touchdowns and lose than have two for 20 and win. Yes. Don't tell me any different.
1: I agree with you wholeheartedly.
0: The Steelers don't have any of that anymore. Yep. No. Because that was AB and that was Le'Veon on Bell. 100%. Uh,
1: Baltimore Ravens total eight and a half in Vegas. Jake uh, over under.
0: Uh, under. I think they struggle to get to seven and nine. Uh, Hardball's teams are never going to be too far off that five, five, 500 mark, like Jamie just said. But I think they struggle to get to seven and nine. I think they could go six and 10. Just because I think everything takes a step back, and they're banking on all of it being Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's ready to do that, so I, I like the under pretty good on this one,
2: actually. Yeah, I have the under as well. I have him right at 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, they, they have a higher floor than most teams because they're well-coached and because they do have some talent, but I don't know where they're going to surprise teams this year. Like they don't, they don't have an advantage on defense anymore like they had against a lot of the league for the last few years. I, they definitely don't have a, a, an advantage when it comes to weapons. I, I'm not high on Lamar Jackson. I think for any progression that he might make in year two, I think could be counteracted by just there being film on him. Yeah, I mean, the thing with the Ravens is they always played good enough defense that they could hold the Steelers down in that 20,
0: 23, 27-point range. And if they got in a shootout, which they did a couple of times, they could go with them. Yeah. They can't even do that with Cincinnati anymore.
2: No. Other I think they just...
0: keep Cincinnati under 24, and I don't think that they could score – If if Cincinnati gets a 31, I don't think they can even come close to putting that up.
2: If the Ravens are down 9 going into the fourth quarter, I don't think they're winning those football games. I don't think they have much of a chance. Right, and they used to
0: be able to do that by kicking field goals and playing really good defense. I don't think that wins them a lot of games. Yeah.
1: All right, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Vegas is 6, Jake over-under.
0: I got them at 6 and 10. I'm on it, so I don't like it. Yep. I I think their offense is going to be fun to watch when they're all healthy. I don't think their defense is going to be very good. The division's tough, and they're still the Bengals. And they have a new head coach. This young, this first-time play caller as a head coach—I, I don't think it. They're not a very good organization. They're the polar no, opposite not. of the Ravens. Yes. Like you could tell me that I don't even have to see the Ravens roster, and I'm gonna tell you they're gonna be close to 500, or they could be.
1: Yeah, as long as Harbaugh's. I could
0: see Cincinnati's and still go. I don't see more than six and ten.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't love this bet either. I have a slight over, I have not at seven to nine, but there's a lot of injury risk with this team at pretty much every skill position that they have, including quarterback. I would stay away from this one in general. But I, I do think that this division is going to all be between 7 and 11 wins. Like, I really think this is gonna, they're going to be sandwiched together. Because even the bad teams in this division aren't terrible. No, they can still go on the road and win yes. the other places. Yes. And, again, that's another challenge for the Browns if you're trying to win the division is that even at Cincinnati and at Baltimore or even getting those teams at home, those aren't gimmies. No. They're, 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 no aren't, so AFC, Cincinnati
0: can score with them. Yeah. If they want to run the ball a lot. And Baltimore wants to run the ball a lot. A 14-10 game favors Baltimore.
2: The difference, I think, between the Browns being the division winner and maybe the sixth seed slash missing in the playoffs is what they do in that division. Because they could go 4-2 and two very easily and be a division winner. They could go 2-4 and four and be hoping on Week 17 that another team loses so they get in. Yeah. both yeah. are very possible.
1: Both equally as possible. Uh, let's get into these props to finish off the podcast. Ben Roethlisberger, his totals in Vegas: four thousand four hundred and seventy-five point five passing yards. Jamie, over under. So
2: you know how I've been. My formula, which I explained on the last show, of all the projections and weighting them, they're always within like fifty yards. This one isn't. This one's way over for me. I have him forty-six, forty-six is what my projection model has it for, forty-six hundred, almost forty-seven hundred yards there. I don't. I know he's going to throw less, but he's not going to throw 150 times less. I, I think he goes way over that. He number. still throws
0: deep, and he still puts up yards, whether they throw five times less a game or not. Yeah, I, I got the over. I mean, 4,500 for Ben at this point.
1: Just, just, I'll tell you this much.
0: He's going to play every week. Yes.
1: Yes, he is. There's
0: nobody tougher. He might roll around the ground and whatever else, but he's getting back up, yeah. and he's playing every week.
1: He's a tough dude. That is for sure. Baker Mayfield, four thousand three hundred and twenty-five point two yards. Jake over under.
0: Under. I think they're going to be a good team that plays really good defense, and they want to run it and shorten games. I don't think he's going to have to throw it enough to get to four thousand
2: three hundred. I think it's close, but I don't. I definitely think under. I have a slightly over. I have forty-three eighty-five. I think they're going to fall into the trap at least for a few game stretch this year, where they try to be showtime, where they try to, you know, we're oh, we're gonna we're gonna throw. Five balls a game up to Odell Beckham. We're going to try to throw – and I, I really think there's going to be a few games there that they just – especially early on, maybe even against bad teams are just kind of showing off. I do think he kind of goes over that total because he's going to be on I the field. I think Jamie and are season. probably
0: within 100 yards of saying over yes. and under on this. Yes. so I would
2: stay away from this yeah. one.
1: Yeah. All right. I okay, so they I have him
2: 60 yards over over the course of the season.
1: Andy Dalton, 3,725.5 yards.
2: Over. I have slightly under just because I'm worried about him staying on the field the whole time. Okay. That's my only concern. If he, if he plays 16 games, he's, he's going to touch 4,000 yeah, yards. That. I think I he's supremely under. I think he throws, throws 4,000 yards. This
1: is a very low number for Lamar Jackson. 3,000.5 passing yards. Uh, under.
2: And I'm still going under. I have him 28-37. I, I don't – he's not a polished passer. This is not a scenario where it's all of a sudden he's going to turn into this guy that's going to be throwing a ton. They don't have a ton of pass attempts. He's not extremely accurate. He has no weapons there. The first thing he wants to do with the ball is not throw it, the way this offense has been run. Maybe they're going to run it completely differently, but I doubt it. I know that's a really low bar to hit, but he's going to get hit a lot, and he's going to run a lot. I It I'm has to be ahead.
0: over. 16 games at 200 yards is 3,200. It has to be <laughs> over 3,000, or you don't take the son of a gun in the first round and make him your quarterback.
2: I, Put it this way. he, he started How many games did he start last year? Seven? Started seven games last year. How old was his average? He threw for 1,201 yards. He still, seven I, still say okay. I
0: still, he's got to take a progression to be over that. All over right. three thousand.
2: That's 171 yards a game. Oh my god. And he's got to get better. So he's, think, he's got to throw for 200 a game.
1: Gotta happen. I think my advice on that one is stay away because I think you're not <laughs> <about> ready. <laughs> but I, I feel good about he's Gotta throw, throw for 200. <laughs> Uh, Joe Mixon, 1,180.5 yards uh,
2: over under, guys. I put the under – I'm literally within nine yards of it. I have 1,171. Uh, Running backs don't run for 1,200 yards anymore. They just don't get the opportunity. There might only be – last year there were only three guys that did. There might only be three guys this year. He's going to get a lot of touches, but I think he's going to get more touches in the passing game than he has in years past. His total yards I think will be over what we have seen in previous years, but I'm going to go slightly under. I'm going
0: to go under. I don't think he plays all 16 games, I think he's catching a lot of balls in the fourth quarter because they're trying to win, and they're not going to be able to run it at that point, a lot like you saw last year. All
1: right. Nick Chubb, 1,175.5 yards. Jake, over, under?
0: Yeah. Under. I think Kareem Hunt takes a lot of – Stuff away from him at the end of the year, and that's what it takes to get to 1,200 anymore. I mean, that's where you're basically saying he's going to get 1,200 yards. I don't think he's going to play enough to get there.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, Kareem Hunt's going to steal a little bit from it, but again, three guys last year. I mean, you're just we don't see this volume. Chubb could be that guy in that offense if he was the only player there, but I do think they're going to get Kareem Hunt involved, particularly on third downs late in the season. Duke Johnson's going to be involved on third downs. Yeah. I just again, you have everything has to break right for you to get into that 12, 1300 yard range. So I'm going to take the under. I still have him over a thousand. Yeah. Okay.
1: James Conner, 1,065.5 yards. Uh, Jameel, you're
2: first. Slight under there. I have him at 1,046. Again, you're asking a lot. There are – I think Jalen Samuels is going to get some time. I mean, I know he's not going to a ton of carries, but he played really well when he was given the opportunity, especially considering his pedigree. I mean, he's a tight end convert. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't even played running back that long, and he played really well. They drafted Benny Snell. They're not going to take many touches away from James Conner, but, as again, when you get to these top yardage totals – you need everything to go right for him.
0: I think his weekly touches are going to go down, and I've still got the over. Because okay. I think he's going to play all 16 games. I think it's going to take them playing all 16 games to win the division, which I predict him to do. I think he pushes 1,200 because I think they're going to run it a little bit more. Like I said, I think his game touches will be down a little bit from a fantasy perspective. I think overall numbers go over 11. All
1: right. Juju Smith-Schuster, 1,335.5 receiving yards. Jamie, over, under.
2: Slightly over. I have a 1366. The offense passing game is going to run through him. He is going to be given the opportunity, and I believe he can step up and succeed in that role. And he's going to get plenty. He's getting as many targets as he did last year and probably more than that. There's no reason why he can't exceed that total even though it's really really high for an over under.
0: I believe in the player and the offense. I think he pushes 15. I, 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 I like the over.
1: All right. Odell Beckham Jr. 1285.5 yards Jamie over under.
2: I'm going to take the under. One uh, even if he played I, if he played 14 games, I think he's right at that mark cuz I have him at 1281. But I'm going to take a much better chance that he misses more than 2 games. It just as again, he's played 73% of his career games. Yeah. So I think there's a really good chance there at that point that he's missing Four games in the season, and if he does, there's no way he's getting the 1300.
0: Under. I think he's banging his head on kicking nets and pouting and throwing his helmet and all that crap by week five, and I don't think he's going to play very well.
2: I, yeah. I think he's closer to 1,000 yards because I don't think he's going to play every game either. All
1: right. Uh, guys, how can everybody follow you on social
2: media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter and then at Jay Eisner FFB on Instagram. Jake? Jake B. Arians on the Twitter.
1: And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page on Twitter and Instagram. You should follow the account at TDM Fantasy underscore and then obviously follow uh, at Draft Network LLC on Twitter and at Draft Network on Instagram. Please review and subscribe to the podcast. Like we said, we are going to get merch at some point and it will be in your hands if you leave us good reviews. Thanks for listening to the podcast.